We need to get through the show while the cat's asleep on the desk. Okay, let's do it. It won't last forever. We're rolling. Travel back in time to the 80s. Reliving the advice. Carpe diem. Seize the day. The comebacks. Why don't you take a picture? It'll last longer. <laughs> and the technology. Are you telling me you built a time machine? What about DeLorean? Because just like you, we're stuck in the 80s. Can you say stuck in the 80s? Welcome to Stuck in the 80s. It's your host, Steve Spears. And Brad in L.A. <laughs> Today, we resume a long-forgotten tradition called 80s News Now. Now. You're looking at now, sir. Everything that happens now is happening now. What happened then? We passed then. When? Just now. Don't forget, Steve. Stuck in the 80s is a member of the CLNS Podcast Network. And you, fair listeners, you can find our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and the CLNS Media mobile app. And as we always say, the new CLNS Media website has launched at clnsmedia.com. clnsmedia.com is the home of this podcast that we like to call Stuck in the 80s and 40 other podcasts and vidcasts that aren't nearly as good but still revolve around the world of sports, finance, comedy, and lifestyle. Let's face it. This is the greatest computer invention since the computer that went crazy in war games. Greetings, Professor Falcon. Hello, Joshua. Strange game. The only winning move is not to play. Do not speak ill of the Whopper, for the Whopper has your number. Wouldn't you prefer a good game or chess? So it's a new year, and we haven't done 80s news now in a while. So if you're kind of new to the show, here's how it works. It starts out like on a Tuesday afternoon when Brad and Steve are chatting <laughs> with each other. And we're like, what are you going to do this weekend? Went, I've got nothing. The well is dry. I used yeah, it all up about, last month. Let's talk about a movie. Yeah, I don't really feel How about albums from 1988? Yeah, I don't feel it. How about books? Print is dead. Is there enough news to do a whole show about nothing but news? And in the old days, we used, this is a crutch. Yeah. Much like Tiny Tim. Nowadays, God bless we us, actually Steve, have everyone. <laughs> we actually have some decent news today, so let's uh, let's get started. And when we're all done, we'll play some seggies. Great Scott! Michael J. Fox is coming back to network TV in February. Granted, granted, it's only a five-story arc on ABC's Designated Survivor. But I'm thrilled nonetheless. What do you think, Brad? I am. I'm always happy to see Michael J. Fox on TV in any capacity. If he wants to stop by for dinner, you know, I'll, I'll crack out the new sous vide gadget and we'll cook him some chicken. That would be nice. Yeah. So here's the interest. I like. I do watch Designated Survivor. It stars oh, yeah? uh, Kiefer Sutherland. He is like the Secretary of Housing and Urban Development, I think. Okay. And then a, a terrorist bomb goes off and and kills pretty much the entire government. There's like. And he's the he is the ranking the guy. 
designated survivor. He's the one who the president sent away to be safe in case of a terrorist bombing. Hmm. So it's a, it's an interesting show. It's yeah. I, I don't know why I watch it. I just kind of do. And yeah, I think okay. this is a good show for Michael J. Fox because he's set to play an attorney okay. hired by Kiefer Sullivan's presidential character. And he's going to be a special prosecutor. And so the question is, is this a good guy? Is this a bad guy? It's hard to imagine Marty McFly is a true villain, though, isn't it? Yeah, which would make it interesting to see them do that. Yeah. Although you're right. That just seems so against type. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. Designated Survivor, uh, you can catch it on Hulu if you haven't watched it. It's in the middle of the second season. They're on their winter break right now. Okay. Uh, the story arc with Michael J. Fox, who I always just call Michael J. Fox. Even if I knew him, I'd be like, Michael J. Fox, would you like another beer? Yeah. One of those people that you just identify by their full name. Is that, right. I would never say Mike. You wouldn't say M- Michael Fox either. The J. No, or the MJ. J is important. The storyline with Michael J. Fox comes to Disney Survivor on February 28th. Let's move on. Steve, which seems more unlikely, that the Go-Go's have a touring stage musical, that it's produced by Gwyneth Paltrow, or that it will finally land on Broadway in the 2018-2019 season? I'm going to go with uh, Gwyneth Paltrow. None of the above. It is happening. Their lips are sealed no longer, Steve. All three of those are true. Variety reports that Head Over Heels, that's the name of the musical, Head Over Heels, will open this spring in San Francisco. It's uh, opening for a short tune-up run there in April and May. And then it will be moving to the Great White Way. But before you buy a ticket thinking this is a musical retelling of the band's road to stardom, here is what I find the most interesting about this story. Head Over Heels is actually, and I quote, an Elizabethan romance based on Philip Sidney's Arcadia. Well, that I believe is from Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah, seriously. So it's nothing to do with the Duran Duran offshoot Arcadia, I'm afraid. And I did a little research on this today, Steve, and Arcadia is basically a Greek tragedy. It was written in Elizabethan times. (laughs) Philip Sidney wrote it for his sister. It's a weird, long, involved story. It was written in the 16th century, and uh, some of it served as inspiration for some of Shakespeare's works. There's some storylines that were used in King Lear, and here and there it shows up. But this is pretty highbrow stuff. That said, the play features hits from the band, including We Got the Beat, Vacation, and Our Lips Are Sealed, along with solo hits from uh, your favorite Belinda Carlisle. Yeah. Uh, And if you think that they're going it alone on this, uh, rest assured, the production is full of Broadway's biggest names, including the people behind Avenue Q, Spring Awakening, and Hedwig and the Angry Inch. I got news for you. Arcadia is also the name of a new wave tragedy. Yeah. You know, this is one of those things that it's either going to be brilliant or people or it's going to be like just a complete, you know, Heaven's Gate crash and burn. No, no. Avenue Q, Spring Awakening, and Hedwig are like can't miss is if, if the name is involved in those three 
are involved with this, then I'm on board. I hope. Yeah, it- I mean, this has been developing for a while. It premiered in like 2013 or 14 at the Oregon Shakespeare Festival. So it's been knocking around for a while. And I think that at this point, they've probably got the kinks worked out. Uh, oh. If anyone's looking for something to get me for my birthday, you know, a little trip to San Francisco, see, uh, see this. Uh- <laughs> hey, let's move along. Hey, the Retro Futura Tour, which it's taken me 50 years to pronounce correctly, but I do it now. The Retro Futura Tour returns in the summer of 2018 with a newly announced lineup. The lineup just came out yesterday, actually, as we record. ABC and the aforementioned Belinda Carlisle will co-headline the tour. It's set to take place from July 11th to August 12th. Uh, The cities and dates have not yet fully been announced other than that kind of window. What? But... uh, you know but what I want to know, Steve? When's know. it at the Greek well, Theater? You'll see it because it'll be at your it'll be in your town. Whether or not it makes it to Florida, I, I would say it does not. But um, so I bet the closest it comes here is Orlando, Atlanta, maybe. So we'll see. Other bands on the uh, bill: Modern English, Haircut One Hundred's Nick Hayward, Kaja Gugu's Lamal, 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 and Bow Wow Wow's Annabella. So there you go. Well, you know what? That's a that would be a fun evening. I mean, you know, you're going to get a great set out of ABC. Belinda Carlisle again. She's gonna she's a pro. She's going to hit her spots, and the rest of them. Modern English super fun. Uh, the other three, you know, you're going to get at least one song live that you know, and the rest of it, you're just going to be like, hey, this is great, having a good time. Oh, I mean, Kaja Gugu. I mean, Lamal has his solo stuff and Kaja Gugu stuff. He's he's got at least six songs that you'll know really well. Yeah, yeah. This is a this is a solid lineup. No, no, no. It will be, and Lam- supposedly Lamal and Nick Haywood uh, neither have toured North America either very often or at all. This has always been a fun tour. Hopefully, I'll get to talk to a couple of the artists for our show before the tour hits. I'd like to talk to Lamal. I'd like to talk to Nick Hayward. Yeah. I've already talked to uh, Martin Fry from ABC. What a great guy he is. I will always have a soft spot for this tour after going to see the first one with my son and seeing uh, Tom Bailey's triumphant return. Triumphant return to Los Angeles. That's that's the thing. Something something fun always happens on this tour. For you and for me, it was Tom Bailey. Last year, I think it was a lot of people rediscovering Katrina from Katrina and the Waves and Paul Young. English Beat was on the last tour. So it's always a can't miss uh, ticket. Yeah. Moving along. I can see the path you're cutting me a little piece of my heart I can see the doors you're shutting Cause they were open at the start Some sad news here uh, This actually happened today, earlier today Rick Springfield with Public In an interview with Sirius XM's Lori Majewski About his continued battle with depression and suicidal thoughts The singer admitted during an interview That he'd had thoughts of suicide as recently as last year And this isn't really news to his long-term fans. He'd previously written about this in his 2011 book, Late Late at Night, and admitting there that he became began feeling depressed at age 17 and even tried hanging himself once, oh, but gee. that the oh. rope snapped. Oh, my so, gosh. During the interview, he said, 
quote, I've taken Prozac and all that kind of stuff and I meditate. Meditation is the only thing that takes me out of it. If I truly meditate and focus and get to that place, I'm not depressed, no matter what's going on, but it's pretty hard. He went on to say, anyone says, how you doing? I never go, great. I'm at that point now in my life where all I want to do is what's truthful. Ooh, wow. So, I know. Pretty heavy, but I mean, it's... It's just it's just reinforcement though that if you're out there and you're feeling these things, man, reach out and get some help. Yeah, I mean, you're you're not alone in that. My God, I mean, you're talking to Spearsy here. I'm like the ultimate Eeyore character, you know. And even Christopher Robbins doesn't want to talk to me anymore. So, <laughs> have you but, read this I mean, book? Have you read Late Late at Night? Oh yeah, yeah. I interviewed Rick after he published that book, and we we talked about a lot of things. And I I didn't go too dark with him. Yeah, but I mean, he he was basically saying, "Look, what I'm writing here is not a surprise. If if you read the lyrics to my songs, I mean, not not the songs that are, that are the big hits, but the other songs I write. If you like, right. look at my collection of work. There is a lot of dark stuff there. Yeah. So Rick is the host in a couple of months of the '80s cruise. It'll be curious with the, the timing of this news whether or not he talks about that on the ship during any interviews. You know, what, I, I kind of hope he does. I really kind of hope he does. I think this is an issue that needs to be taken out into the, that needs to be brought out into the light and people need to feel comfortable talking about exactly. it. Exactly. Exactly. Um, anyway, there's one more thing that needs to be brought out into the light today. You know what that is? <laughs> the Seggies. What's happening, hot stuff? Ah, by the sound of the gong, it must be time for mystery movie moment. You know the deal here. We will play a snippet of a movie from the 80s. If you get it right, you're entered into the drawing for some swag. And and right before the podcast, Brad and I are talking about some possible new swag that we're Ooh, working on. So exciting. New we swag. Top men working on it. Yes. Top men. <laughs> Pay attention. Here's the clip from the last time we did this seggy. You are so sleazy. You think that you can do anything you want and then lie about it, and we just have to take it. Because what are we? Just a bunch of kids. Well, not this time. That's the legend of Billie Jean. And if you didn't get it right, like I didn't get it right, you know who you can blame? Jen with one N. Consonant challenge, Jen with one N. Right. Why doesn't she have two Ns? We don't know. It's a mystery <laughs> but, for the ages. But uh, legend of Billie Jean, I, di- I didn't know this. Somebody at 80s in the sand in Punta Cana a couple months ago came dressed or they had like a costume that was themed along the lines of legend of Billie Jean. And I totally didn't get it. And, and like a lot of people were coming up to the guy saying, I don't get it. What's the, kind of like when you and I everybody. were asked to move some bags on the first 80s. Cruise. Yeah, I know. I feel stupid about it. I'm still not, I have this like, costume idea for uh, the next cruise. I'm not so sure it's going to be a much more of a winner than that. Uh, I got to anyway, tell you the equipment is starting to arrive for this year's costume for Mrs. Yeah. And I, yeah. Okay. Well, that's good. I'm excited. I don't want to reveal it too I'm, soon I'm, what it is. I'm nervous. I'm nervous. We'll see if I can pull it off. Yeah. Well, here's, can, I, can I tell what pe- people what my costume is going to be right now? Do you yeah, think? I don't, do. I don't know. Okay. Well, here's what it is, guys. Um, bikini Leia? <laughs> no. no God <laughs> sakes. In the 80s, I really got turned on to Hunter S. Thompson and his writing. And yeah. Hunter S. Thompson is like the famous gonzo journalist. He was on Letterman a whole lot in the 80s. Letterman helped continue his legacy. He was more of a writer in the 70s, but he was still pretty... He was he wrote quite a bit in the 80s. It just wasn't yeah. as much long-form stuff. And his first movie about him was Where, Where the Buffalo Roam, and that was in the 80s, starring Bill Murray. Right. So right. I have we this Hunter S. Thompson. I have a Hunter S. Thompson. Right, right. And I have a Hunter S. Thompson costume, and I'm, I'm 99% sure I'm going to wear it. So, and 
hopefully I won't get too far deep into the character. But anyway, enough of that. No more cruise talk. Brad, read the winners. The winners this week include Brock in North Dakota, Canuck and Cali, Don in Tulsa, Aaron Shirley in Burnaby, British Columbia, Canada, and Cecil Cahoon, 80s detective. <laughs> okay, here we go. Pay attention. Here's this week's mystery clip. Sometimes when you're feeling right, there's a groove there, and the bat just eases into it and meets that ball. When a bat meets that ball, and you can just feel that ball just give, and you know it's going to go a long way. Damn, if you don't feel like you're going to live forever. If you know it, email us at podcast at sit80s.com and tune in next week to find out if you're a winner. Ah, the mystical refrain that is named that 80s tune. You know the drill. We will play a snippet of a song from the 80s if you get it right. Again, entered into the drawing for the uh, aforementioned Swaggerino. Pay attention. Here's this week's mystery clip. That's the call with Let the Day Begin. Hey, if you missed this one, you know who you can blame? Gale in DC. <laughs> well, pow. This is, I love the call. I mean, I this love the call. This is a great, great song, too. And yeah. I, I pulled the clip for this, and I have to say, I tried to find a place that didn't have that. Because that riff just runs through the whole thing. Yeah. They were so good. I, I, lo- I love it when we have Jen and Gail on the show because they pick movies and songs that just don't really even naturally occur to us. And it's, it's, yeah. it's wonderful to hear these songs again for the first time in so long. Yeah. Anyway, uh, read the winners. Winners include Donnie Gettle, Tom Korn in Austria, Chris formerly from South Lion, Dave Parrott, and Fetch in Evansville, who writes, I used to be an audio tech for an NBC affiliate morning show, and I would use this song often as we closed out the show heading into the Today Show. Nice. Yeah. That's pretty cool. That checks out. Okay. This week, we're going to actually spin the wheel, and we're going to spin it twice as long for our old friend Buckeye Girl, who didn't get the uh, necessary spinning treatment last week. Poor little lamb. Ready, Brad? Here we go. Wait, I got to oil up. Okay, now I'm ready. You ready? Yeah. Oh, crap. Almost flew off the uh, spinning wheel apparatus. I I greased the bearings extra before this one. Come on, it's all ball bearings these days. Exactly. Buckeye Girl won't get that movie reference either. She's not strong in the movies. She knows this. She makes me she's, she's laughing now as I re- reveal that to an entire 80s nation. And, uh, well, eventually all good things must come to an end. And so the spinning wheel will turn up on Fetch in Evansville. You are this week's uh, lucky winner. I think so, I already uh, owe Fetch in Evansville a bottle opener. <laughs> do you? So I'll send you something else. I'll send you a little. I'll send you two exciting prizes this time. Fetch, or I'll send you a uh, cozy if you have to. But we just got some swag for the aforementioned trip that I promised not to mention again. Anyway, pay attention. Here's this week's mystery clip. If you know it, email us at podcast at sit80s.com 
And tune in next week to find out what great show idea we come up with now that we've already blown our 80s news now idea. We'll be right back after this commercial. It certainly is a big bun. It's a very big bun. Big fluffy bun. It's a very big fluffy bun. Where's the beef? Some hamburger places give you a lot less beef on a lot of bun. Where's the beef? At Wendy's, we serve a hamburger we modestly call a single. And Wendy's single has more beef than the Whopper or Big Mac. At Wendy's, you get more beef and less bun. Hey, where's the beef? I don't think there's anybody back there. You want something better. You're Wendy's kind of people. And we're back. We have a few minutes left. There was another item of news that's not really news, but it was kind of like it was fun to talk about this week. Didn't quite make the cut. Didn't quite. Missed it by that much. The Wendy's commercial, the Where's the Beef commercial, uh, had an anniversary this week. I think it was January 9th or 10th anyway. And I did like a nice little five things you didn't know about the Where's the Beef commercial. From yeah, the that, was blog. A, that was a lovely blog entry. Yeah, a lot of people read it and had some nice comments about it, which is nice. Remember, we do have a blog. It's tampabay.com slash blog slash 80s slash. For some reason, now you have to have the, the second slash. Oh, so. so much so much syntax. I All know. this syntax is making me crazy. I know. Anyway, so we had that there. And then so Brad and I kind of got distracted at work, which never happens. No, that doesn't happen. That doesn't happen. And I came across somebody this week had posted some vintage like 80s Wendy's training videos. Ooh. And I disappeared into my computer laughing for about a half hour watching these things. The, the Grill Skills 1989 training video is amazing. It is a must watch. Are you with me now? Get ready. We're going to lay them down. Now, beats got grain to it just like wood. You got to follow the arrow to lay it down like you should. From the front to the back, you got to lay it down. Space it evenly, not scattered around. Next, you got to salt the meat from the back to the front to make the taste complete. Not too little, not too much. With a little finesse, you'll get the touch. Post it on the uh, Facebook group. Yeah, People I will seem to be able to find that. They are amazing. And it served a couple purposes, too, because not only was I able to watch them and enjoy them, I was able to copy that set of links and send it to my children with the email subject, stay in school, or this is what you're going to end <laughs> up doing. Oh, your kids are back in school now, right? Yeah, they are. The nest is re-emptied, which honestly, Steve, I got to tell you, I think it might actually have been harder for me to say goodbye to them at the end of Christmas than to just send them off in the first place. Wow. You get this, this is what it's going to be like now. I'm going to get them for a few weeks and they're going to be distracted by going and spending time with their friends. So it's like, you just kind of feel the, the access kind of slipping uh, away a little bit. Like, they'll have boyfriends and girlfriends and then they'll have husbands and wives and then you'll have grandkids and you've got a lot of phases to go through still. Yeah, but I guess the phase that I'm missing right now is that everyday check-in phase, you know, because it was great. They were home for a while, and I see them every night when I get home from work, and, hey, what'd you do today? And, you know, now I'm back to, like, hoping they answer my Snapchat messages. So it'll be okay. You know what's so different now, I suspect, than then when you and I were in school and so much of 80s Nation was in school? It was was not really uh, economically feasible to check in with our parents every day. Oh, yeah, exactly, exactly. So, uh, you know. You couldn't that, call. You didn't call home every day. You couldn't do that. What are you, rich? No one has yeah. two TVs, Steve. He's kidding you. <laughs> He's kidding. I mean, maybe you wrote to them once a week 
or maybe you called them. Like, I'm trying to think how often I called my parents. It wasn't much more than once, like every other week at most. Yeah, that sounds about right for me too. For my senior year, when I was here in California, and my folks had moved back to Oklahoma. I mean, when when we were all in California, I saw them all the time because they were 20 minutes away. But yeah, oh yeah, I mean, just so brave new world. Yeah, I mean, my niece is going to college, right? Like. 20 minutes down the road from me. And I, I just Facebook message her like, you know, once every other week just to see, yeah. and just to be like responsible uncle Steve. So, which still sounds weird. Uncle Steve. And then they had the word responsible in there somewhere. Just, you know, I'm, I'm speechless, which takes some doing. I, I'm a good uncle. I, I make the meals. They come over, her and her boyfriend come over and I, I make them lasagna in the, much in the tradition mm. of lasagna girl. <laughs> just I'm leave. not buying any, I'm not buying okay. anybody. Okay. Good, good. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody's getting any lie. peach lingerie, but that's about it. That's what your sister's is. listening. You don't want her to disown you. No, no. My, my sister's, she's a great mom to her kids. Oh, I don't really, deny that. I just, I think that that great momness might come out if she starts hearing you talk about peach lingerie and her daughter. <laughs> It's a, it's a new world, Brad. God only knows what they're doing behind our backs. I think I'd rather not know. Anyway, that's all we got for this week. Stay tuned. Next week, we'll have something uh, more bizarre and uh, with far less lasagna stories, I hope. <laughs> in the meantime, Brad and I remain here hopelessly stuck in the 80s. Stuck in the 80s is a member of the CLNS Media Network. Special thanks to Check Battery Daily for our theme music. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or the CLNS Media mobile app.